to another episode of Sophia's Choice, the Golden Girls podcast. Oh, yeah. I am Alan, and joined by a, uh, a man who smells his fingers all day after eating chicken, Ski, <laughs> and a man that's so real he's interesting, <laughs> Brent. <laughs> uh, today we're going to be going over Season 5, Episode 8, That Old Feeling, uh-huh. and uh what used to be our regular format uh, with Ski doing our recap. Yeah, very so, nice. So this will be your, uh, I think, third recap of the season, e- equaling so. me. Um, Brent's lagging behind slightly, but he did do the season four recap mm. at the end of last season. So Within our recording sessions, we are all equal. Yes, within <laughs> our last nine episodes, it's three, three, and three now. Yes. Wow, that's, that's crazy. Um, I don't think I have any uh, any listener interactions to, to throw in, but of course we were, you know, I, I threw in some last episode, but... One thing I did want to mention again, I, I keep kind of forgetting to throw this into episodes, but if you're, <coughs> if, me, sir. Sorry. Uh, if you're out there and you're you... keeping that in or you cutting that out? I'll probably cut that out, but now you're making it harder. <laughs> <laughs> if we have another short episode, leave it in. Okay. <laughs> or maybe dub it in last week's. <laughs> right. Just you sneezing. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, anyways, uh, I don't know that I'm going to dub in that sneeze or leave it in, uh, but now I'll probably leave it I in. I it was a good way. sneeze. I think It was a good sneeze, but it was a loud sneeze, too, even even with you pulling away from the mic. Yeah, yeah. It had some pretty good volume on it. Yeah. But I had an attention getter. You had Indian food as I make you sneeze <laughs> a day later? <laughs> Actually, I guess it was Thai. Oh, okay. Have you guys been to Thai Spice? I've never had Thai it's food. I've good. heard so many good things about yeah. it, but I, I've never actually tried it. Yeah. I got I, the curry. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's one. one of Nikki's favorite places, actually. Mm-hmm. I've always heard great things about it, and we finally went, and it lived up to the hype, and really regret not going there sooner. Now, have you guys been um, getting uh, Cassidy, or did you, with any of your other children, uh, give them a more adventurous palate from the beginning? I mean, we've always tried but it just, Cassidy has a lot of things that she loves that a lot of kids don't. Mm-hmm. Um, like guacamole is her all-time favorite food, oh, okay. you know. But she also has stuff like she just refuses to eat pizza, mm. you know, and there's stuff that well, she Well, that's just a won't. failure as a parent. Yeah. So, I mean, we try, but we still have all the same hang-ups that most kids do. Yeah. You know. But, yeah. So, like, the last time, like, the last restaurant, last time we all went out to a restaurant, you know, all six of us or whatever, you know, with all four kids, we had one get order a personal cheese pizza, one get a personal barbecue chicken pizza, one got chicken Alfredo, and one got, I guess, grilled cheese or okay. whatever. So nothing. Pretty added. standard fare. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Liam is probably the most adventurous, I guess, out mm-hmm. of the three. Yeah. Um, it's funny because Gwen, she's 14, and she's just recently started eating salads mm-hmm. um, occasionally. Mm-hmm. But she really... It's like she eats them begrudgingly. It's like she's trying to make herself like salads. Oh, yeah. And so, like, today we went out to eat lunch with my dad at uh, Texas Roadhouse, and mm-hmm. she ended up ordering herself a salad and mm-hmm. ate, I don't know, a third of it because she, she doesn't like salad, but she's, I think, trying to convince herself mm-hmm. to, to give it a fair try yeah. at least. Yeah. Which, you know, I applaud her for that. Yeah. Sure, yeah. I am. Um, I, I've been doing better about eating salads, like, when we go out to eat mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's one of those things that, like, I enjoy salads. You know, I do. Oh, and, sure. you know, I make them at home all the time and everything. But when we go out to eat, it's always one of those things that's like, well, I can make a salad at home. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And I always feel guilty about, you know, ordering Same, a salad. Yeah, exactly, out. you know. Um, but I've gotten yeah, better yeah. about 
in the uh, ingredients is much more expensive in a restaurant than you'd ever pay for. Yeah, home. yeah, yeah. Exactly. But yeah, I've been doing better by ordering salads when you go. Yeah, well, and Gwen, it's funny because she is trying to like that stuff, but she also has other odd hang-ups. Like, she doesn't like mac and cheese, and she mm-hmm. doesn't like uh, mashed potatoes. Like, she never has. Yeah. And I think it's because of the texture. She doesn't mm-hmm. like that soft type of food, um, yeah. at least at least for savory food. I mean, she's yeah. fine with, like, cakes and whatever else, like yeah. sweet she like foods. She likes the gelatin? Uh, as far as I know, but only <laughs> if it's that uh, delicious tomato flavor. Exactly. <laughs> only if it's celery. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe it's a wild night, you know. <laughs> Let her hair down, have some celery jello. You can do jello. celery every night, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Learned to love a celery jello from you, Dad. <laughs> Do you know how hard it is for me to find those old boxes of jello before it was discontinued? But they're still good. Yeah, oh, sure, yeah. I mean, you Makes know, a little animal bone never goes bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Just ask any good paleontologist. All right. Wait, do you think it's like. And they're like, oh, well, we lived through the Depression, so cello jellery is a treat. <laughs> you say cello jellery? I did. I did. And then I was sitting here in silence thinking, is that what I just said? I love it. I, I wish they would rename it for that. <laughs> I just thought maybe that was your own spin. Yeah, exactly. It's a... <laughs> You're going to get a patent on <laughs> Cello Jellery. Yeah, Jello Celery is that, that'll be the taken. New, that'll be the new name brand. <laughs> exactly. That'll well, be, <laughs> celery Jello will be the generic version. I love the idea that if we had an actual, like, really popular podcast, that we'd have a, a podcast store and we would mm-hmm. we would have that product being sold on. <laughs> Cello <laughs> Jellery. Exactly. With, like, the official Jello font. But right. <laughs> <laughs> sell oh exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway. I'm sorry and I interrupted your question oh I don't even think it was anything important okay. as far as I can remember okay. um, but yeah so I, like I said I don't have any other things to oh that was the thing yeah that's what you interrupted if you are out there and haven't gotten a sticker yet like if you haven't sent us a request maybe you're not someone who's contacted us uh-huh. or, or communicated with us as yeah. much as uh, some of our excellent yeah. listeners have Please, by all means, still do reach out. Even if it's your first episode and you're like, I like that logo. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Reach out and we'll be happy to send you a free sticker. Absolutely. Um, you know. And if you're like in the tri-state area, like we're in Indiana. Mm-hmm. So if you're in Indiana or any state that touches one of our borders. Okay. okay? So we're talking about Ohio, Michigan, Illinois, Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Any of those four. But you live your life off the grid. Just <laughs> let us know, and Alan will meet you at the state border <laughs> and, and hand deliver your sticker. Yeah, I mean, it seems fair. Exactly. <laughs> if they're listening to a podcast, how off the grid can they be? <laughs> well, they're probably listening to it at their local library. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe the uh, the transcription. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How would you guys feel if that was the thing that I decided was going to um, increase our podcast? I'm like, I'm paying good money for this person to sit here and transcribe <laughs> our podcast. I think the hearing impaired would really enjoy it, and exactly. that's the audience we need to appeal to. I want to see how many times they put in, like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Or Alan laughs jolly. Jo- 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 
Well, sound. probably very rarely, because I'm not a good jolly laugher. Uh-huh. <laughs> it would probably be Alan chuckles mildly. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Well, I had to just assume that you were paying for transcription, oh, okay. and that's why I say things such as cello jellery <laughs> in order to keep them on their toes. Right. <laughs> make sure they're earning their money. <laughs> exactly. we got enough freeloaders on this podcast <laughs> without having some lollygagger transcriber. That's right, yeah. Looking at you, pick me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Anyways, well, uh, I don't think I have anything else with that, so... Are we at the 10-minute mark? Not pretty close to. All right, do we need to take a break? Uh, sure. I, was, I wasn't even going to say it, but... <laughs> <laughs> but you're a fucker, so yeah. Union it. rules every ten minutes I get a break. <laughs> I'd say union rules is that you're allowed to fuck up my <laughs> attempts to make editing easier on myself. In, in intros. And there's nothing I can do about it. So. Intros, extras. Right. I like to give you the Sophia's choice on whether or not to keep something in or cut it out. Uh, <laughs> it becomes so much harder to cut it out depending on how long it is. <laughs> and then it just feels like such a waste. Well, and then if there's no real pause before or after stuff, it makes it more awkward, right? Yeah. Well, the only time that I really feel compelled... That's why I just barrel through cello <laughs> jelly. <laughs> <laughs> the only time I feel particularly compelled to cut something out is when Ski goes on one of his racist rants. Oh, thank you for that. <laughs> but that takes a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's like half my editing time. Exactly. <laughs> so. uh, how would you feel if the... I'm some horrible monster? How would you feel if the Patreon was just your racist rants? <laughs> <laughs> Patreon, like people are paying five bucks a month just oh. to hear you be a hate monger. <laughs> And it's like way more popular than this episode itself. <laughs> it's like not at all the kind of fans we want, but <laughs> but we got a lot of them. Exactly. <laughs> You're uh, a cult hero for, for white they're, nationalists. They're my kind of people. Uh, yeah. Uh, I would still, you know, publicly, you know, cancel you, but privately I would still cash the checks. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. I think that's the shirt that you should have made. <laughs> Privately, I'll still cash the check. <laughs> okay, well, so we are now back from the break that Brent alluded to, obviously, mm-hmm. through the magic of editing. You, uh, you didn't miss us at all. Post sneeze. But during that break, we mm-hmm. each got to have something that we have never, uh, never eaten before in our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, Celeste, uh, which is the current version of Mama Celeste mm-hmm. pizza yeah. <laughs> that Ski had purchased uh, for us to try. So, Ski, where did you uh, purchase that delicious <laughs> Mama Celeste pizza from? The Dollar Tree. Mm-hmm. Were they a dollar each? Or a dollar twenty-five? Well, now they're dollar twenty-five. Actually, it was probably it was probably dollar twenty-five because it was pretty recently. Mm-hmm. I just bought it the like. You got your money's ago. worth. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there was three types. There was um, there are four types. Oh, were there four types? Yeah. You had um, a multi-meat one, and yeah. I didn't have that. Oh. Well, I thought there was only three pizzas. There's only three pizzas that I got. Oh. There were, I think, four or five different ones there. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. But I picked three because I figured That's we would do three. When yeah. you said Alan, he's like, Alan, you happy with your multi-meat? I thought. <laughs> I well, there's, there's a, there's a uh, pepperoni sausage. Gotcha. So that's why I meant multi-meat. And then just pepperoni and then just cheese. Okay, so oh, okay. those are the three we tried. And then oh, they okay. also had a deluxe and a supreme, and they looked like the same thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, so here's a, I, I'll be curious to see what you guys think. So okay, mm-hmm. well, so do you not think you had the pepperoni sausage in Brent? No, I, I did. Um, I thought I had a a pepperoni, a sausage, and a cheese. Oh, okay, so the sausage was the pepperoni sausage. Yeah, then. exactly. Okay, so what was your opinion on that one? 
Uh, that one, it was fine. I didn't. It was fine. Uh, okay. I think of all of them, I think the cheese was my favorite. I felt that the others were a little too busy. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but I enjoyed all three of them. So it's one of those things that if I was just going for pure taste, like if I was to purchase one on my own, I would mm. go with just the cheese. Okay. But if this was my primary form of sustenance, I would probably go with the sausage pepperoni to get extra calories right. so I don't die. And that protein. Whatnot. Exactly. Yep. So well, how we, we did add extra mozzarella to the top, too. So. Oh, did you? Yeah, okay. mm-hmm. yeah she did was, doctor them up. And that was purchased not from Dollar Tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so, Ski, what was your uh, opinion out of the three? I think they're all right. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan. Um, I liked the uh, the pepperoni best, I think. Okay. It reminded me of Totino pepperoni. Yeah. Yeah, and I will say that it was enjoyable for just being a surprise treat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like if it was one of those things that I, I was like, Ooh, for dinner tonight, I'm having, you know, right. <laughs> I would have more sadness in my voice. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Well, I would say, uh, now, I, I kind of wish now that Nicole hadn't doctored them, because I would have liked to have tried them in their as, native as state. Is. As nature intended. Exactly. Um, I, I enjoyed, I would say, I use the term a little loosely, but I would say overall I enjoyed the um, sausage pepperoni the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could see eating that one again. Mm-hmm. The pepperoni one was fine, and I would personally classify the... Uh, the cheese only one as a slime on a shingle. <laughs> but I did not care for the cheese only. I it just I like the cheese one just because it um it had a it had a salty texture to it. Mm. And I don't know if that was like the way Celeste intended or if that was part of the cheese that I can't um, tell. Nicole had added or See, I like salt on a cheese pizza. Uh-huh. I might be, and yeah. I was thinking I would have liked it more if there was more salt on uh-huh. it. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm trying to hasten my Trip to the grave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> with as much salt as possible. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I spent many, many, many years, you know, not salting anything. Mm. Um, but recently, like maybe within like the last six weeks or so, I've started adding just a, a sprinkle of salt here and there to mm. my diet because I've got like my blood pressure under control and oh, it's okay. all low enough and everything. It's like, well, you know, I treat myself. <laughs> have a little, <laughs> have a little pinch of sea salt yeah, with treat my dinner. Yourself with some salt. <laughs> exactly. oh. So, Brent, how many slices of cheesecake? Overall, would you give those uh, three pizzas? Uh, Celeste pizza in general, I guess. Uh, so I'm going to play a little lawyer ball here okay. with my slices of cheesecake. I guess I'll, you know, the full eight, you know. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think I would just give, um, you know, two slices to Celeste herself, okay. three slices to Ski, and then three slices to Nicole. Mm-hmm. You know, for their contributions to it. Okay, well, stop messing with your mic, please. Stop <laughs> telling me what to do. You're not my dad. Well, here's the thing. You've already said that when there's a sound issues related to that, it's my fault, so I'm taking matters into my own hands. <laughs> He's sound engineering this. Right. I got some matter you can take into your hand. <laughs> I don't <laughs> My, I don't have baby hands, so. <laughs> Man, I'd look huge. <laughs> See, because I've had the idea in my head that at some point, if if we were to do a follow-up podcast of this, um, you know, after we're completely done with the Golden Girls, that we may do something like still using the Sophia's Choice name, but maybe reviewing other things. Mm-hmm. But if you're giving this pizza eight slices of cheesecake, you've already completely compromised any legitimacy <laughs> of our rating system. I, I appreciate have. the gesture that <laughs> Ski and Nicole made and everything. Mm. And so I would not want to do anything so that they felt it was less than oh, appreciated. Uh, you don't have to give it any slices. <laughs> no. and you're not gonna sl- 
You're not going to upset us. Well, Steve, since you are the person who purchased the pizza, I, I'm assuming you'll give us the most honest uh, answer. Mm. So how many slices of cheesecake would you rate Maybe this? a two. A two? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think they were horrible, but I don't think it was good pizza. I think it was worth the $3.75 plus sales tax to see the smile on our faces. Oh, it's probably no sales tax either because it's a, a food product. Oh, yeah, it is a grocery item. Um, I would say I think two is a fair number um, for it as a whole. I would probably, if I was breaking it down, give three slices to the um, sausage pepperoni, two to the pepperoni by itself, and one to the cheese. Uh, averaging it out to a two, personally. But um, so yeah, so I don't think any of the three for me or Ski are in the Sophia's Choice uh, <laughs> seal of approval, but, but it does for Brent, apparently. Did we want to touch on why we uh, got the Mama Celeste or just Celeste in this case? Well, people should know if they're listening to this show, you know, that has been referenced in, yeah. Uh, yeah. in early season. Yeah, check out season one, episode 20, and, <laughs> <laughs> and, and the surrounding episodes. But start there, work your way forward and back. Exactly. <laughs> Eventually, you'll find it. Right. So. Uh, but yeah, Sophia makes a reference that she could have been Mama Celeste, essentially. Right, yeah, um, she was with a lady and they parted ways, but right. one became Mama Celeste and one became Sophia Petrillo. And apparently uh, that company doesn't feel that the maternal instinct is strong in this country, so they dropped the Mama and now it's just <laughs> Celeste. Is the box big enough for the Mama? <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> well, maybe it was kind of like uh, there was a branding thing. Where, like, could be. The Facebook, and they just went... Facebook? Yeah. It's like, no, nah, just drop the mama. They see the picture. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so, yeah. I think Celeste is Italian for sister fucker. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> and that's why Ski liked that pizza so much. Oh, man. <laughs> and the funny thing is, the thing that really makes that funny is that Ski's sister really looks like him with a wig. Um, I, don't, the, I don't think I ever knew you had a sister. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Becky. Becky. She now, granted, I mean, she is far more attractive than Ski, um, <laughs> but uh, hard not to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ski doesn't have your dashing good looks. <laughs> hey, <laughs> why would you assume that was uh, in jest? <laughs> or are you trying to say that you're not good looking? I'm not, I'm not a handsome man. You got your nice, uh, like Captain Nemo sweater on. <laughs> <laughs> It looks nice and warm. I like it. Thank you. Yeah, you got you. the little scruff. It looks, Thank you. it looks good on you, man. <laughs> Thank you. Brent is very self-deprecating, as is Ski and myself. Um, but I would say that, I've said this before, I'll say it again. I don't think I'm a good judge of what an attractive man is. <laughs> but I do know what an ugly man is. <laughs> and no one, neither of these fellows qualify. I won't say about myself, but I don't think I'm an ugly guy either. Yeah, you're um, not. But I don't think either, any of us are Chris Hemsworth either. Yeah. I mean, I guess I know what an extremely attractive man yeah. is, and none of us fall into that category. Yeah. But uh, none of us either fall into the Clint Howard category. Either. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, um, I, was, I was being self-deprecating about my appearance um, at work, and this was back, um, I was with a previous company or whatever, but long story short, um, I said something about, you know, how, you know, I was like a, a two and a half, maybe a three <clears throat> on a good day. And yeah, the person I was talking with is like, oh, no, 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 you're a, you know, you know you're at least an eight. Wow. That's and, a solid score. And I was like, yeah, the, my response was like, we're in fucking Muncie. I'm definitely a Muncie eight. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, when I go back home to Indy, 
I'm a three. <laughs> <laughs> and they thought that was really funny. Yeah, that's a solid way to deflect the compliment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is the downside of being self-deprecating is when people then try to compliment you. Uh-huh. If people don't take it as the joke that it is, yeah. then it gets awkward. <laughs> yeah, it is. And that was one of the things that, like back when I was single, like it's hard to be self-deprecating when you're single because like women aren't attracted to like negative men yeah. or whatever. And if you're constantly like me and my stupid ass and my tiny dick, <laughs> they are not interested. <laughs> I just wish I made enough money to pay someone <laughs> for my house. The car gets repoed again. That's yeah. going to be the last time. Well, here's the key, Brent. You need to have enough rapport with someone <laughs> so that they know the difference between self-deprecating humor and just your... Yeah. Blunt honesty. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying best not to say that and just mix company? <laughs> exactly. You want to Around wait until they, they either know it's a joke or know it's not a joke yeah. and <laughs> can make their own judgments. Yeah. So. But anyways... Well, with uh, our mama, Celeste, well, I guess just Celeste out of the way, <laughs> and uh, all of our prior frippery, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we're ready to hand it off to Ski for that recap. All right, I got a lot written down, as I always do, but mm-hmm. I'll try to... Can I see the back side of the page? No, it's not. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's got some white space. Ski had a similarly sized uh, recap the last time he did it, and he yeah. made it through with the... Pretty quickly. I'm sorry. At, at the bottom of the second page, does it say page two of two? It does, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to get confused. Well, so back in the day when I had What's had, on the front page and what's on the back page? <laughs> when I had more pages uh-huh. or when I'd print them off at work and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I had just on the dot matrix. To, yeah. Right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now do your modem. Rich <laughs> 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 middle. But uh, that yeah, when I had more pages, I just I yeah. started including that in my little template. That way, gotcha. I would be yeah. able to keep track of which oh, okay. ones for second, third, mm-hmm. and it just stuck because I never removed it. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. That's fine. But so, uh, page one of one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Page what one was this two. episode called again? Uh, season five, episode eight. That old feeling. Oh yeah. This one was uh, original air date was November eighteenth. Mm-hmm. 1989, one day before your birthday, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Next day, I'd turn 13. I'd be a man. <laughs> so that was when it happened for you? Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> Woke up at the crack of dawn. I was like, hoo-hoo, puberty. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that like on your birthday, one pubic hair came shooting out. <laughs> like right at the stroke of midnight. <laughs> exactly. If you like, zoomed go, in real close, it's like, oh, it's yeah. my time. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's like a kid on Christmas morning. I go running into my parents' room, showing them my ball sack. <laughs> As all kids do on Christmas morning. <laughs> and your dad was like, it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they kiss you, and then they feel really awkward the rest of the day. <laughs> Because my balls are hot. Hey, that. <laughs> giving me a smooch. <laughs> As is the tradition. <laughs> the, the jump starts at puberty. Yeah. <laughs> you were raised differently than me. <laughs> <laughs> and then his parents got divorced the next day. Exactly. <laughs> and the, the cops showed up. Right. 
<laughs> I can just imagine your mom like, I don't know where this tradition started, but it ends here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let the record reflect that I had no part of this. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take a deeper dive and right. start researching the family history. <laughs> Come from a long line of ball kissers, <laughs> <laughs> but not in a sexual way. Exactly, just celebratory. A rite of yeah, a celebratory. Right, <laughs> the rite of passage. Well, celebratory ball kissing out of the way. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Uh, this one was written by uh, Tom Whedon and directed by uh, Terry Hughes. As mm-hmm. we mentioned last time, he's done one or two. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Excuse me, bless you. Uh, we open in the kitchen. We see Dorothy, Sophia, and Rose are sitting down at the table when Blanche enters. She apologizes for being late, uh, saying that her car had run out of uh, gas, and that no one would uh, stop to help her out, and that uh, ultimately chivalry is dead. She proceeds to list the types of uh, chivalrous things men would uh, do in the Old South. Dorothy stops her, though, and asks how far back she's wanting to go, like if she still wanted the right to vote. You're right. <laughs> Uh, Blanche uh, expounds on her uh, dilemma, saying that uh, the day before she had checked and had a half tank of fuel left. Mm-hmm. Dorothy postulates that it may have uh, may may it's a broken gauge. Sophia claims, "Oh, it's just a common problem in foreign cars." Dorothy reminds her mom that uh, Blanche drives a Buick, and Sophia report uh, retorts that she's from Sicily, and so American cars are foreign to her. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy that line. That was good. Yeah. Uh, Blanche quickly uh, changes topic, though, and great, gleefully announces. That her mother-in-law mm-hmm. died. Uh, the girls look a bit confused, you know, with a oh, yeah. happy face. And Rose offers her offers her condolences. Blanche tells her that uh, she's not sorry, as she and her recently departed uh, mother-in-law never got along at all. They got right. along horribly, and that the uh, this feeling of disdain was mutual. Yeah, I like the part where she says that her mother-in-law, until the day she died, always introduced her as his first wife. Yes, uh, or until the day George <laughs> died, I should say. Yeah, that was my next line. And uh, so Blanche adds that uh, she hopes that she went slowly, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which was pretty, particularly harsh. And she even uh, then announces that uh, she has even better news. Uh, though, you know, Dorothy is skeptical that she can top the dead mother-in-law. <laughs> right. Blanche tells the girls that her brother-in-law, Jamie, whom she uh, went to school with and was very fond of, would be visiting uh, to help settle Blanche's portion of the estate. Mm-hmm. I mean, she couldn't have painted her that much if she left her in the will. Yeah, I mean, if right? there's any if there's... portion of the estate, yeah. yeah. I mean, unless she just never updated it, and then it was set to go to George. Well, yeah. um, I mean, that gets negated later in this episode, because right. he talks about having to sit down with his mom mm-hmm. and uh, go over this. Right. She tells him that she could tell that uh, he had held a torch for her, uh, Jamie did, mm-hmm. uh, but realized that uh, she was totally committed to his brother, and then uh, she ultimately romanti- romanticizes the situation as though he was trapped in a torturous love triangle. Mm-hmm. I think he was pining for her. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. He eventually moved on, though, she says, into a doomed marriage that only lasted for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> Dorothy uh, tries to uh, temper Blanche's expectation of the visit. She reminds him that he may not be super excited because he had just lost his mother. Blanche replies, though, to the fact that uh, she, too, has met with hard times mentioning that she'd run out of gas, mm-hmm. and they all, hey, life goes on. Right, yeah, I thought that was a solid Blanche line. Very one for one, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, Ski and I, we both only had one mother-in-law ourselves, and uh-huh. I'd say at this point we're both one for one on mother-in-laws mm-hmm. that, in, that like us. Uh-huh. Um, now, you, Brent, you you were on your third, and, and I believe probably final mother-in-law, yeah. uh-huh. unless there's a lucky listener out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Uh, 
So how would you say you're you're faring with your three form two former and, and one current mother in law? Um, uh, two out of three ain't bad. Okay. Yeah. So is it the middle wife whose mother didn't get yeah. it for him? Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, but she didn't like life in general. Yeah, well, that makes sense, too, I yeah, yeah. given who her daughter yeah, really. was. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I would say that I could imagine you going either way with yeah. uh, with an in-law. I think if an in-law has a decent sense of humor, they'd really be a fan of Brent. Yeah. And I think if they didn't, then they'd be like, ha, Rippery too much for me. Exactly. <laughs> All that joking around, yeah. never got That's no one nowhere. Exactly. Well, I don't know who would be married that would have that as a mother-in-law. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think Brent's someone who, at least at this stage of life, certainly values intelligence. Um, mm-hmm. I think maybe uh, wouldn't have been as important to a young Brent, yeah. um, but yeah. certainly to uh, to a current Brent or even a somewhat recent Brent would have been mm-hmm. pretty important. So. Yeah. So I can't imagine them having that. <laughs> Maybe a really chronic smoker. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, anyways, but sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead so, Sophia is uh, bringing food over to the table and tells the girls that uh, they had a tradition in Sicily <laughs> that when a woman's mother-in-law died, uh, the woman would have to uh, wear a hair shirt, eat dirt, and pound her head on a rock. Mm-hmm. Anything to keep from laughing. Yeah. <laughs> and we uh, we change scenes. Uh, we're in the living room. Dorothy and Rose are sitting on the couch while Blanche is uh, standing nervously behind them, uh, but ex- excited to see Jamie to arrive. Side note, the actor playing Jamie, her late husband, George's brother, is named George Grizzard, mm. which I'm sure you'll cover later. Yeah. But mm. I thought that was ironic. Mm. Jamie, we mentioned him last week. <laughs> George is playing, you know, Jamie, brother to George. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Blanche tells the girls that uh, the last time she'd seen Jamie was at her husband's funeral, and that she uh, didn't look great at the time, as uh, red isn't really her color. Uh, Rose is surprised that she had worn red to a funeral, but Blanche explains that George loved the color red. Right. Mm-hmm. The doorbell rings, and she runs over to uh, answer, asking the girls how she looks. Rose says she looks nervous. Dorothy suggests she take a deep breath. Blanche tells them that she always takes a deep breath before greeting a man, as it thrusts her breast forward. See, that was one that I thought about using for my intro. Um, <laughs> is to introduce one of you as being someone who takes a deep breath when you... <laughs> Before I meet a man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, and there's another line coming up here that I also considered using. <laughs> we'll get there. You might, I might catch up, or catch you, might not. Mm. Uh, she opens the door, and uh, Jamie comes in, gives her a little kiss. Uh, he worries that she looks, you know, so taken aback, uh, knowing that it can't be over the loss of her mother. Or his mother, as there is uh, no lo- love lost between the two of them. Right. She tells him that uh, she'd forgotten how much he looks and sounds like his late brother. He asks uh, if uh, he's going to introduce them, uh, or introduce him, and with her mind still wandering, she asks, to who? Right. <laughs> Dorothy and Rose both there. Uh, she snaps back into reality, though, and introduces Jamie to Dorothy and Rose. Uh, he greets them both and tells them how kindly Blanche has always spoken to both of them. Uh, Rose gives an awkward bow. Mm-hmm. And Dorothy tells him that, you know, whenever a man speaks Southern to her, uh, she gets all stupid. Yeah. <laughs> they sit down, and Blanche uh, comments on how good it is to see him. He returns the sentiment and wishes he had more time than just the weekend. Uh, he adds that uh, business with the will really shouldn't take too much time. Uh, Blanche comments that uh, the way she and uh, Mama Devereaux disliked one another, she'd be surprised to even get the family silver. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Jamie... Uh, tells her that when they'd gone over the the will, each line item, when they got to Blanche's name, his mother uh, kept referencing uh, 
in a weak voice, I want her to have it. <laughs> Blanche seems touched first, obviously curious as to what uh, her mother-in-law wanted to pass down to her. Right, yeah. And Jamie explains, though, he was referring to the disease. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was Jamie's best line of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie then stands up and uh, tells the girl that uh, he had planned to have lunch with Blanche and asks if they wanted to join. Uh, standing right behind them, Blanche kind of motions for them to say no. Right. They take the hint and they gracefully decline. Dorothy comments that uh, they probably have a lot to talk about to catch up with anyway. Yep, exactly. They exchange some goodbyes and Jamie and Blanche uh, walk outside. Jamie turns to Blanche and says that the girls are wonderful, but don't, they don't seem as old as yep. she had indicated. Blanche responds that, oh, it's just the lighting. Yeah. Yeah, well, then when they go back in and Dorothy and and uh, Rose are, you know, kind of discussing it, that was the other line that I considered to use, and I considered introducing Bryn saying, as they say in saying Olaf, baffa va boom. Yes, they both found him uh, rather attractive. Mm-hmm. Rose, I think, more than Dorothy. Yeah, it seems so. Uh, Maybe that it, southern accent just really does it for her. She even gave the bow. I, it, was, I, it was a more of a bow than a curtsy. Yeah, too, I, I would think. say so. I've joked with Sherry before. I mean, it's not really a joke per se, I guess, but in the unlikely event that I ever become single, I do favor an accent, um, whether yeah. it be a southern accent or a foreign accent. I do like an accent. Hmm. So Good to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, back inside, though, as you mentioned, Dorothy and Rose comment on how kind and uh, handsome Jamie is. Rose gets up saying that, you know, it's her turn to fill the grocery uh, groceries, a job she claims to dislike. Right. Uh, Dorothy says that if she'd stop being overly critical of people in the checkout line uh, regarding the number of items in the express lane, yeah, that maybe people would uh, be kinder to her. Yeah, I loved Rose's response there. Uh, that that one, I, I, yeah, I, I went down the whole uh, the whole line there, which says, "Oh, I see. So when you're standing in line or in TV guide and you toss it on top of your ten items, I'm supposed to look the other way? I think not, Dorothy." Uh, <laughs> and then she leaves. <laughs> yeah, but I feel very. Um, I don't know, like, that is a pet peeve of mine. Mm -hmm. It really irritates me when someone has more than 10 items in that lane. Nowadays, so much is automated anyway that they don't even hardly have 10 item or less lanes anymore. (laughs) But, you know, when they do, it's still very agitating when it's like, listen, it's 10 items or less, not around 10 items. So, (laughs) I mean, do you think that... I get it. You know, it should be a hard, fast rule or whatever. But with that being said, I think if somebody's competent with the scanner, mm-hmm. I'm fine with them having 12 items. Sure. You know, it's one of those things that if they're struggling with all 10, it's like, <laughs> nope, you're done. Yeah. But I mean, if they, if they can ring up 12 items in the amount of time it takes a normal person to ring up six items, sure. no skin off my back. Yeah, well, that's, I guess, if it's a 10 or less <laughs> you scan type of a lane. Mm-hmm. But if it's the person who's scanning it, then, yeah, that's, you know. That's true. But that said, I, that's probably something, too, that was more of a pet peeve in my younger days. Mm-hmm. I, I think... In a lot of cases, uh, yeah. I'm more laid back now. In some cases, I'm less laid back. But yeah. when it comes to that shit, I'm I, definitely more laid back I think it would irritate me if someone be. walked in and was like double, like yeah. 20 to 30 or more, like yeah. literally just wanting to yeah. short a line or something. Yeah. Or, or when they walk in with something that they're counting as one item, but it's like 10 cans of one thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like the person still has to scan each can, so yeah. it's not one item. Um, yeah. yeah. I um. I do the um, I use the app when I go to Sam's Club. Oh, same here, yeah. You know, because it's one of those things that I just hate how long their lines are and they take forever. But I can use the app and just walk in, 
you know, and now it's one of those things that with the app, I can go in and grab one or two items, and right. I don't feel like I'm wasting my day. Yeah. Sure, yeah. That's, I'd say the app is one of the things they've definitely improved. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I don't understand the people there, too. Like, I'll see exactly. people online. I get it. I guess if you have, like, 50 items, mm-hmm. and maybe you kind of went from the store, but even still, I'd go back up to the front and get a new cart and just mm-hmm. load it from one to the other to avoid those insane yeah. lines. Yeah. Um, it seems like they need to come up with a better system at Sam's in general. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I guess they have. It's just people are too stupid to use it. Yeah. So, <laughs> if you're a Sam's Club shopper and you don't use the app to check out, you definitely don't value your time enough. Mm-hmm. But then again, you're listening to this, so you probably already don't value <laughs> your time enough. Exactly. <laughs> Point proven. I figured if I didn't say it, you would. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Dorothy is not convinced. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry. Um, Rose disagrees and, you know, with the uh, the idea about right. not criticizing people. Uh, she exits and immediately uh, comes back in seeing that her car has been stolen. Mm-hmm. Dorothy is not convinced, though, thinking that maybe she just forgot where it was parked. Uh, Rose is known to be a little forgetful. Sure. Rose goes, in, goes over to call the cops, but Dorothy stops her, reminding her that she was instructed not to ever call them again. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a pretty rough... Yeah. I thought Dorothy's whole response there, like, just call the neighborhood watch. Your fucking car was stolen. I mean, at least you think it was. Like that. And just, yeah, see if, like, you know, old man, you know, Henry down the street happens to notice uh-huh. <laughs> that your car is around somewhere. Exactly. Yeah, she claims that the neighborhood watch or whatever she calls it should have seen it if, right. if it was stolen. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it just implies that, you know... Like the neighborhood kids who put the for sale sign in the yard. Like, that was something. the gateway crime to right. stealing their car. More shenanigans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've got a fight against us, folks. Exactly. That neighborhood's gone downhill since, uh, you know, Widow Claxton died. <laughs> right. Yeah, she kept everything kind of tight. But. Exactly. That's right, yeah. She ruled by fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose looks under the coffee table and uh, notices that the phone book is also missing. Mm-hmm. Sophia then comes in holding a phone book right, uh, and asks what's wrong. When Dorothy tells her that uh, Rose is afraid her car has been stolen, Sophia assures her that, no, no, it's parked right out front. Uh, the girls get up and go to verify and see that it is there. Rose promises, though, that it, was there, it wasn't there a minute ago. Mm. Dorothy quickly deduces, though, that her mother was, had been driving illegally and uh, was using the phone book as a booster seat to see over the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. She then makes the connection that uh, you were also using Blanche's car, weren't you? And that's why she was out of gas. Mm -hmm. Sophia explains uh, how embarrassing it is to drive a car with a bumper sticker that says, so many men, so little time. Yeah. We find out that Sophia has an expired license, but uh, that uh, the girls tell her, excuse me, she tells the girls that she had recently gone to get it renewed, assuming using someone's car. Yeah. she uh, wants uh, the she wanted the car for a blind date, and expounded that uh, her date was just legally blind. Right. <laughs> Rose reminds Sophia that if she needed a ride, they'd be happy to uh, drive her around. Sophia tells her though that uh, she wants to help get rid of that Bobby Vinton tape, or about I think tapes. Yeah. As uh, they make her even sleepier while driving. Side note: Bobby Vinton is an oldies icon with hits that include Mr. Lonely. Sealed with a kiss and roses are red, hmm. all big hits. Uh-huh. It's a really shallow puddle jump you just did. It's there. very shallow. I <laughs> thought about going deeper. Yeah, but I was like, ah, I don't want to step on toes. Yeah, going deeper is not your style. <laughs> <laughs> I've got enough written down. Or ability. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I saw where it was Thank going. Thank you, guys. 
<laughs> Just the classy you. way out. Yeah. <laughs> and that was your first mistake. <laughs> there was one little line in there that you had gone over that I thought, especially given the episode, you know, your A story was Blanche and your B story was Sophia, mm-hmm. that, you know, one point Rose is a little frustrated with Dorothy for not seeming to give a shit about her car being potentially stolen. Understandable. And she, you know, is like, why don't you care more about this? And she says, you know, catch me on a day when the story's about me. <laughs> 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 Which I thought was pretty great, all things considered. So. I live my life with that motto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little uh, joke for the writers, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I kind of look at it like I'm not even the star of my own story. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Just a pawn in the game of life. Yeah. <laughs> Dorothy uh, looks at her mother and tells her that uh, neither her sight nor reaction time are what they used to be. And asked her to promise that she'll uh, let her ride along if she ever goes wants to go driving again. Mm-hmm. Sophia, however, is incensed by this and asks loudly, "Why don't you just ask me to sign it in blood?" She continues uh, to pour on the guilt trip until Dorothy apologizes and you know says that she does trust her. Sophia then walks into the kitchen and immediately says to herself, "What a pigeon!" Mm-hmm. Marveling at how easily her daughter was uh, to manipulate. You're right. And we change. Oh, Actually, I think that's partly Sophia's fault for raising her that way. Well, that's true, yeah. <laughs> she, she groomed her. <laughs> She's like, I like it this way. See, I think it would have been great if they would have done a callback to that joke later. Like, if she would have said the same type of thing, you know, like, convinced her again later on in the episode. That would have been good, yeah. Well, but then when she walked into the kitchen, she would have just been like, hurroo, hurroo. <laughs> 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 to indicate the pigeonness. Yes. So. Uh, I like that. <laughs> We gotta have that pigeon noise later. <laughs> yeah. Now, if they're not gonna call back, we should. <laughs> right. Rose and Sophia are uh, lounging now on the lanai while uh, Dorothy is grading the English lit essays, commenting on how poorly uh, constructed the papers are. Blanche then returns after the uh, lunch with uh, Jamie, mm-hmm. tells the girls about how nice the lunch was. She lists a variety of topics they discussed. All the seem to be centered around George and right. how much he loved and cared for Blanche. Blanche tells them that uh, the stories reminded her why uh, their marriage was never, uh, during their marriage, there was never another man in her life. Dorothy is surprised by this, you know, as promiscuous as she is. Yeah. Well, didn't you think that the joke was they were not about George, but they were about Blanche? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm saying, like, she was talking to Jamie, but everything seemed to be based on what George, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, did for Blanche. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good clarification. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, Dorothy's surprised to hear this and asks if she was ever tempted. And she says no, but Sophia presses asking, didn't you have your mail, your milk delivered? Right. <laughs> I actually wrote mild. <laughs> your mild delivered. Well, milk is well. a generally mild drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she points out. <laughs> Unless you like that jalapeno milk. Uh-huh. <laughs> Spicy. Sure, you are not talking about putting celery in it. <laughs> <laughs> She points out how similar Jamie and George are, uh, both in personality traits as well as physical characteristics, mannerisms. Mm-hmm. Damn straight. She, she tells him that uh, she thinks she may be falling in love with Jamie. Right. And uh, believes that he may share those feelings. And she says, uh, I like this line, she says that Miss Blanche Devereaux may become Miss Blanche Devereaux. Mm-hmm. Right. I like that Sophia followed up with, I'll alert the mailman. Yes. <laughs> uh, we change scene again. Uh, Now we see Rose, Dorothy, and Sophia sitting at the kitchen table. Rose finds it odd that Blanche would even consider marrying her brother-in-law, 
the Dorothy it is points, the South. Yeah. <laughs> the Dorothy points out that they've known each other for most of their lives. And yeah, usually be, they don't even worry about the in-law part. <laughs> 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 but uh, she says it'll be pretty comfortable because they know each other real well. Right. And then this is the, what follows here is one of my favorite lines of probably the series, actually. Rose shares a story about a woman from St. Olaf that married her late husband's brother and that the entire town was shocked by this uh, because, of course, he, she was being tried for the murder of her husband uh, by dismemberment. Right. And she told the girls that, you know, legal fees cost her an arm and a leg. <laughs> oh, so that was that's actually like the line that comes a little after yeah. that even oh, better. Oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Sophia starts to uh, lose her temper with the story and tells Rose that, you know, to wrap it up. I think she even said something about the part where they take uh, the brain out of the dead body and put it in her head. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, but Rose continues that uh, the lady got a suspended sentence. Sophia spurts back, they let her go? Rose replies, no, they hanged her. <laughs> yeah, that was a really good line. And that I was... have a little, in brackets, dad joke award. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you're a grandpa, so you could have even gone a little further. <laughs> well, then they're all grandparents, aren't they? That's true, yeah. I felt bad upstairs. I made a joke about Ski being a virgin. Uh-huh. And to to your daughter. Oh. <laughs> I didn't feel bad about that part. <laughs> I felt bad because like like Nicole immediately consoled Ski. <laughs> it's okay, big guy. I know you've scored. <laughs> At least you tell me you have. Yeah. <laughs> Legend tells. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Dorothy stops the madness by smacking the table. Sophia, fed up with the conversation, decides to go to bed. Uh, Dorothy goes on. Well, no, real quick, yeah. so <laughs> just to clarify the joke I made to your daughter, she was talking about uh, Nicole using the oven to burn down your house. Oh, okay. And how oh, Nicole yeah, that was needs a weird to, conversation. Nicole needs to wait till we're down here recording. Mm. That way, you know, we'll be the ones who burn up in the fire, uh-huh. um, and not them. And I was like, why does anybody need to burn up the, in the fire? And she's like, to appease the gods. Yeah. And I was like, well, the gods are only going to be happy if it's a virgin, so just leave Ski down there and let me escape. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how the joke oh, came okay. up. Well, that, that's a little better. <laughs> <laughs> what you think? I was just broaching stuff with your, your child. There you go. There's your justification. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, Dorothy, uh, or Sophia goes to bed. Dorothy goes on to say that Blanche may be making a, a good choice by marrying Jamie, which I think is all still a bit presumptive, mm-hmm. uh, as they know one another so well. Rose says that uh, she thinks she may be making a big mistake, uh, but just then Blanche walks in the kitchen, hearing that end of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And she suspiciously asks what they were discussing. They explain a bit clumsily uh, that they were worried about losing Blanche. And just want the best for her. Blanche has the idea that they uh, should all move to Charleston with her. Right. Still presumptive. (laughs) (laughs) She points out that it's a Southern tradition for uh, the beautiful married daughter to take in her pathetic Spencer sisters. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then she exits (laughs) on the end of that. Dorothy comments, you know, that Blanche makes it sound like such a lovely idea. Right. (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. What's wrong? Oh, I just realized that I... uh... I had forgotten a part of my intro that I had planned to put in there. Fire away now. Uh, well, it's just after I introduced the two of you, I was planning to say that uh, 
I don't know how long I've got, but I deserve better company in my final years. <laughs> <laughs> Which was how Sophia left. Yeah. I thought you were going to introduce the episode I'm Alan and joined by my spinster sisters. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been, would have been solid also. That would um, be good. Uh, now we see uh, Dorothy. I can hear all that that you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Which means that the listeners could too. <laughs> Just so you know, he's getting out the finger puppets. Mm-hmm. Golden Girls. They're stylized finger puppets. They're definitely stylized. <laughs> They're very cartoonish. Yeah. But I've been looking at the box all night, ages 14 and up, and I'm just trying to figure out why do you need to be 14 in order to play with these? That is an odd cutoff. <laughs> it really, truly is. I'd like to think they have toxic paint. Uh, <laughs> affect, <laughs> affect older people less. Right. Or you're, you're, you've seen enough of the, the world. Yeah. If you die, it's, eh, you know. Yeah, have you taken a picture of that yet, Brent? No, I've not. Oh, that would be a good Instagram um, photo. I should. Those oddballs. I will do that. Oh, we should have uh, Nicole send pictures of the pizzas, too. Oh, yeah, certainly. Put those online. Uh, in the living room, Dorothy finishes grading the final essay, giving the kid a D-. minus. Mm-hmm. Rose kind of upsetly questions uh, her decision on this, and Dorothy explains, you know, hey, substitute teachers aren't allowed to impose the death penalty. Uh, this makes Rose laugh a bit. Yeah. Since Blanche is having uh, dinner with Jamie, and uh, they decide to get pizza. Mm-hmm. Real pizza, though, not some overly healthy facsimile. <laughs> right. Or, or Mama Celeste. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rose bends down to get the phone book again and sees that, yet again, it's missing. They check the driveway immediately this time and see that this time Dorothy's car is missing. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Brent is desperate to get these finger puppets out, and <laughs> so if you're here, well, old... he's not talking a lot this episode, so he's trying yeah. to figure out a way to give some. Content. No, he's just keeping himself busy. <laughs> <laughs> he's not trying to figure out content. He's trying to figure out how to pass the fucking time until the episode's over. <laughs> just wait for my turn to talk again. <laughs> well, you can jump in any time. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> well, so they see that Dorothy's car is missing. Just then, as is always. Quite a bit this episode. I bet when you do the word count, the transcriber <laughs> does. Uh, you've made plenty of noise this episode. I'll guarantee you that. Between your fucking mug and those <laughs> finger puppets, <laughs> one thing or another, uh, adding a little extra Brent to almost every second of the episode. <laughs> I have no choice but to give you a look. Oh, fair. <laughs> that that is, is not a Sophia. That's a real poor likeness. <laughs> <laughs> Stylized, I don't even know. I mean, it looks like an old woman, but it doesn't look like Sophia. It's got the glasses, <laughs> I guess. What's that? Are the glasses right, at least? Uh, I don't know. They didn't include the glasses on the actual picture. <laughs> well, I mean, we know what her glasses look like for the most part. They're kind of squarish. Yeah, I'd say they're reasonably um, close. Yeah. She's not wearing her glasses in any of these pictures. <laughs> there must be all those old stock photos they made of them where yeah, they didn't I mean, have her in her glasses. They, like they've got quite a few pictures from various episodes, but none of them with her glasses. Oh, finally, oh, fi- last page. Yes. Would you say they're a, a decent representation of her glasses? I think the most defining characteristic of her glasses is the fact that like the earpiece comes from the bottom. Oh yeah, and then yeah. comes up and. It doesn't look like it. I mean, she's wearing like aviator shades oh. in, in this. Like, in this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does look like goggles, like yeah. the old timey, like World War One fighter pilot would yeah. wear. I will say that uh, page or pages aren't numbered. So Left when you hand. look at it, you're like, "Huh, I guess Amelia Earhart did survive." Yeah. So <laughs> go, to, go to H Hobbies to see what's my favorite picture. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
Very nice. <laughs> Their hobbies well, are just <laughs> dressing in drag. Yeah. Like, is it drag if it's a lady dressed like a man? I assume, but I guess I don't really know. Yeah, I don't know what the protocol is for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll look into it. Yeah, certainly. Uh, so they check the the driveway. They see Dorothy's car is missing, and just then the phone rings. Uh, and it's the police telling them that Sophia has gotten to an accident. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't actually say it was Sophia, but they kind of infer. Yeah. If she's the only one not there. <laughs> <laughs> or they imply, we infer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Superman does good. You're doing well. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> This has been another grammar rodeo. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. See you in Knoxville. (laughs) Underneath the sun sphere. Right. Now, are you boys going to buy a wig? (laughs) (laughs) Fat and nickel for every time I'd heard that in Knoxville. (laughs) Common jargon, was it? (laughs) A lot of wig spheres out in Knoxville. Exactly. Arriving home, Dorothy speaks uh, quite sternly with her mother. Right. Disappointed that she had lied to her. Sophia tells her that she's been lying to her whole life, uh, citing the yellow pony that she never received when mm-hmm. she was, I think, six. Yeah, something of that nature. Sophia contests that Dorothy is overreacting as uh, nobody was hurt. And the other driver was at fault. Mm. Dorothy states, however, that her mother's uh, witness that she was claiming was uh, the legally blind man she's been dating. Right. She tells her mother that uh, she wants to take her license and the phone book for her own good. They have an ironic sounding back and forth. Ultimately, Sophia storms off to her room saying, you can't tell me what to do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Kind of role reversal there. Mm -hmm. What'd you say? You're not my mother. Right, yeah. Dorothy tells Rose that she has to be firm and that she just can't let her go to prom. Yeah. Uh, change scene again. Uh, we're at dinner with Jamie and Blanche who are laughing about old stories uh, from their school time back, uh, including a ten- t- tentacles joke. Yeah. Which I guess they're probably talking about Blanche said testicles right. in uh, biology class or whatever. Jamie says that uh, he wishes uh, she didn't have to, or he didn't have to go back home so soon. And Blaine success, uh, suggests that he stay a little bit longer. Uh, he said he'd like to, but explains that he has a client meeting early on Monday. And uh, she suggests then that she head back to Charleston with him. Mm-hmm. He seems very surprised by this idea. Blaine tells him that uh, she could be coy, but uh, wants to be upfront with him. Right. She explains that she has strong feelings for him and believes he may feel the same for her. No need to be coy, Lori. Mm-hmm. Right. That uh, her life has been uh, incomplete. You want to say more lines of the song, don't you? (laughs) I say go for it. How much are we allowed before you... uh, I mean, I think as long as he's not singing it, and who the fuck's listening to this is going to report us. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) You can go on. I will say... So I've walked out of two different Paul Simon concerts. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, walked out. You walked out. Like yeah. ones you paid for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there? A re- were you there to see someone besides Paul Simon? Yeah, yeah. Um, one time he toured with uh, uh, Brian Wilson, who I'm a huge, huge fan of. And one time he toured with Bob Dylan, who I'm a huge, huge fan of. And Not like so much Paul. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, it's one of those things. Like, 
so Brian Wilson, I understand why he was the opening act sure. in Paul Simon. That makes sense to me. I'm not saying that's right, mm -hmm. but I'm saying that I understand it. Okay, so Brian Wilson performed, and it was amazing. He's a beach boy, isn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, um, and so, anyways, and then you know he finished the stage or whatever, and then Paul Simon comes on, and and then the second time I saw him when he toured with Dylan, it was um, there was a co-headlining tour, and they were rotating who oh, the opener okay. was and who the the closer was. In Indianapolis or Deer Creek, Noblesville, whatever, um, it was Dylan's turn to go on. Dylan's time to go on first, and Paul Simon second. And I left both times for the same reason. And that you know, I love Paul Simon as much as the next guy. Okay. He has a lot of songs that I really, really, really enjoy. Okay? okay, but he just had way too many fucking people on that stage. Uh -huh. And I get it. You know, like if you're doing all the songs from Graceland and stuff like that, mm -hmm. you know, you need the fifty-piece African choir up there and everything, and that's fine, but they don't need to play on every song. But oh. it's probably just too expensive to have them come out for, you know. One song, yeah. Exactly. And so, like, you know, he's, he's doing, you know, Mrs. Robinson or The Sound of Silence, and there are just way too many fucking people on that stage. <laughs> <laughs> and it just ruined the songs for me. <laughs> what an odd reason to walk out of a concert. <laughs> I have my standards. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> I think that would qualify as a quirk. <laughs> <laughs> you can call me Betty. <laughs> if you call yeah. me, I'll be out of the arena because I'll already have left. Yeah. You well, no, we're just gonna call stage. you Alan, yeah. not instead of Al. Fair. <laughs> we um. Does he know you don't like Al? I don't think so. I mean, I have. I mean, it never has come up. He's never tried to call me Al. <laughs> um, and, I mean, because. When I was growing up, that's when the uh, you know Married with Children was uh -huh. very popular, yeah. and so obviously Al yeah. is so associated with Al Bundy. I don't yeah. know if it is as much now, yeah, but it's still he's probably the most famous fictional mm -hmm. Al. Um, yeah, you know that's a show that I've often thought about maybe possibly revisiting mm -hmm. just to see, but I just never have. And it's one of those things that I think the reason I never you know bit the bullet on that one is like that was a show my parents argued about like my oh. dad absolutely loved that show mm. and my mom hated it <laughs> and so every Sunday they would argue about <laughs> having to watch it and I'm afraid that that's all I would think about while watching it right <laughs> you know like part of me wonders like is it legit good or is it just you know there are aspects of it but it as far as shows that didn't age well, that uh -huh. certainly falls yeah, into I a hardcore. So that. you have to go into it just realizing that nothing in it would be able <laughs> to be aired on today's yeah, yeah, TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and as long as you, the, the good thing is though, is as far as I know, and I could be totally wrong, I don't think I've heard of any of those uh, actors ever having come up in a an objectionable yeah. thing. Exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've never heard of any of that. Nor have I heard it's like, oh, we're pulling this episode from Hulu because Al's in blackface or right, something like yeah. that. You know? Like there's been no whatever. Yeah, nothing has crossed the line so far that it would make it mm -hmm. unwatchable by yeah. today's standards necessarily. Yeah, I was definitely crass, but that was part of the character. Yeah. So they're more or less poking fun of that than glorifying it, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I mean, you might want to give it a try at some point again and see what you think of it, as long as uh, you aren't weeping through it as you talk about your... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, you know, those nights when your dad's eating that lonely man's dinner or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the brand name on the show? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember yeah. for sure, but 
I guess he if he, if it was something that was actually more true to form, be Nighthawk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is that a, is that a like a, lonely, a real brand? Yeah, that's a real brand, and it's. I remember because I worked at Walmart for a fairly brief <laughs> time, like maybe three, three or four months, something okay. like that. And I worked in the frozen food section. Yeah. And me and a guy who worked there, we always joked about it because it was this, it was a TV dinner that was honest. Um, <laughs> because you looked at that and there was no like dressing up of what it is. Uh-huh. It was just like a, a little piece of meat and, uh-huh. you know, whatever corn or other yeah. side that went with it. Uh-huh. But they were like, yeah, this is what you're getting, exactly what's on this box. Uh-huh. We're not going to make it look better than it really is. <laughs> and it did just look like a real sad, <laughs> sad <Yeah>. meal. But <laughs> did, it have, did it come with a brownie or anything? or? can't remember what they did. You know, they had multiple versions, yeah. so they may have had desserts in some of mm-hmm. them. But even the brownie would have looked, you know, as plain uh. and on <laughs> yeah. the boxes it should have in real life. Yeah. So it's funny. Yeah. Well, you gotta at least respect the honesty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're if if Nighthawk dinners are still being produced, <laughs> please let me know. I'd love to see. Maybe we could have that with our mama Celeste next time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, yeah, we go back to it. Blanche had just kind of revealed that she uh, had feeling for him, and uh, asked if he might feel the same way about her, and that you know she's felt incomplete and kind of like a hole in her life since George passed. Very kindly, James tells Blanche that he does love her, or feels you know some for her, but uh, not quite the way that she means. Uh, he so, real quick, yeah. So when she's going through and telling him, it's like, yeah, you know, I loved your brother, but after he died, I was with many, 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 she many does. men. <laughs> and the camera cuts to Jamie, and he just has this look of horror on his face. <laughs> Did you catch that? Yeah. He was just so disgusted by her, <laughs> and he rebounded nicely. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell he was just like, oh, my God. Well, my brother makes, deserved better. Right. Well, it almost makes you wonder, like, is it really that issue? Like, uh-huh. or is it that she's been with many, many, many men yeah, exactly. that, you know, made him rebuff her uh, exactly. proposal? But it's one of those things that is just, is just icky to be with your brother's wife or whatever, yeah. you know? It's one of those things, like, I can't imagine being with, like, you know, a friend's spouse, let alone your brother's spouse, yeah. you know? There's just certain things that you don't do. Well, there's certain hallways you don't go down. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and plus, too, it's not like they weren't married for a significant amount mm-hmm. of time. Like, if you had right. a relatively short marriage, then you could maybe see it. But 20 years, I mean, you're yeah. really family after 20 yeah, years. exactly. Um, He's more of a brother than anything else. Right, yeah. yeah so, yeah. Uh, Just big shoes to fill. I don't know, though. I, I, I have a feeling, though, something happened with Ski and Nicole. He would probably go after one of her brothers. Really? Mm-hmm. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite of one of Nicole's brothers? Yeah. I wouldn't say no. I don't have a favorite. Right. I would say I have more in common with Chris. Okay. Does he seem we... like a cuddler? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, more power to you. But I, yeah. hope, I hope we don't get into that position because obviously, I mean, things didn't work out with you and Nicole, but <laughs> but I'll be happy if you rebound. I don't want to ruin their marriages either, Alan. Yeah, that's true. Maybe you'd enhance their marriages. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe all the spouses would be in Tennessee together and, you know, in the same house fire or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and then the three of you guys could make a throuple. There so, you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. And what's the rule on throuple? Uh, that they're, <laughs> was it, that they're uh, all ugly or something like that. <laughs> that was from, you know, Superstore. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember you guys talking about that. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, she very, he very kindly tells Blanche that you know he he does care for her, but uh, not the way she means. 
and then he goes on to say that uh, really all they've talked about since he's been there was George or George-related topics, mm-hmm. and that she's mostly, uh, most likely in love with the memories that he's been bringing up about her late husband. She rebuffs this concept and that she's well in touch with her feelings. She wants him to take her back and inadvertently calls him George Right. while she's talking to him. He points out that she had uh, made the slip and she doesn't want to believe it, saying that, you know, you know, what's the difference? He assures her, oh, there is a difference. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not him and he's not me. She begins to tear up, saying that she feels like a fool. And Jamie tells her that, you know, it's not foolish to hold on to memories, especially of those you love. Sometimes that's all you have left. All right. Uh, they both share a sweet moment discussing how much they both miss uh, George. And then we change scenes. That's the last time we see Jamie, I think. Yeah. Blanche emerges from her room later on and greets Dorothy and George. Rose yep. in the living room. What did you say? But not George Grizzard yet. <laughs> that's right. Uh, emerges from the uh, room and greets Dorothy and Rose in the living room. Rose asks if uh, she's okay. Blanche explains that she stopped crying a little while ago and has been waiting for the uh, puffiness to disappear. She tells him that uh, she's realized that she wasn't really crying about Jamie and she wasn't really crying about herself, but about George. She goes on to say that uh, she cried enough for him when he passed on and that she states she's uh, ready to go back to the world of the living. Uh, she then finally states that she uh, plans to take a walk past a nearby construction site as the cat calling boosts her self-esteem. Right. And she walks out, that's it. Yeah. That's the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bit of a low note, in my opinion, to end the episode on, <laughs> but uh, but I get it. Um, certainly is certainly in line with Blanche, um, for sure. Mm-hmm. Trying to entice a hardworking man who's just trying to do his job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Shades of Professor Cooper all over again. What episode was that? Uh, season one, episode 20. Hmm. Well, Does that sound right to you? I don't know. I would recommend you listening to our recap of it, though, <laughs> um, if you're not sure either. So, <laughs> so anyway. We... I, so I what was I doing? I was looking up something the other day. And, oh, so the, um, who was it? Which of the Goldens took the journalism class? Uh, wasn't that, um. The journalism class. Was it Rose? Maybe. Because I think, because I remember thinking at the time, it's like, well, she later becomes, like, works for oh, yeah. Enrique or whatever. Well, I know that she, they took a Spanish class together, but I guess I don't specifically remember the journalism class. Because I, well, I couldn't figure it out, and I was trying to. Okay. Because I thought maybe it wasn't a journalism class, but it was something because the professor, I remember, I just remember whatever, because he was like, oh. oh, you're a talented student or whatever. It oh, didn't sure. go anywhere or whatever. Yeah. But in a proposition was, or anything? No, 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 no. <laughs> Anyways, I was trying to figure out which episode that was. And so, you know, I was trying to Google everything. And adult education kept coming up uh-huh. as the episode that the Google thought I was looking for. Right. Oh, no, you I, mean this. I was like, oh, Google, I know season one, episode 20, adult <laughs> education. But it came up, in one of the results that it came up, it referred to it as... um. Golden Girls Adult Education Season 1, Episode 19. Uh. And I just had this panic attack. I was like, oh my God, have I been saying it wrong? <laughs> and then I, I and it was just one bad website uh. that had misquoted the episode. <laughs> but for funny. one brief moment, I was scared shitless. Have we been wrong this whole time? <laughs> exactly. So if if we had a a listener uh-huh. who was invested or just myself or whatever, it would be really great if like episode nineteen was like a huge amount. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, how much would it cost? Like, how much would you need to be paid uh-huh. to get like on the inside of your wrist 
S1E20 um, <laughs> tattooed. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 he is willing to die on that hill, so yeah. why not with a tattoo? Can I do it? <laughs> in order to consider it, um, in order to consider a dollar amount, I would okay. have to clarify how I would get the tattoo. Could I get the S? is like the grade school metal S with like the three lines and then the other three lines and then like the diamonds at the top and the bottom. <laughs> so that's the S and then a Roman numeral one and then like the, like the Sigma E and then like two X's. <laughs> you know, you're Man, the one who like to that. explain it to people, so sure. <laughs> that's what... that's, that seems like the probably most creative way. Exactly, that's the most metal way of doing it. I was going to say the, the, the Golden Girls font. <laughs> So, yeah, sure. You can have it. You can have the S one. It has to be visible. Like okay. you can't make it so tiny that no yeah, one can yeah, see yeah. it. Like, yeah. but yeah, as long as it's visible, you can represent those. Uh, mm-hmm. You know those. So we putting that out in the ether now. Sure. If anyone wants to sponsor I this? I can't imagine, but sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. So, I mean, we'll have to set up, you know, like direct deposit or whatever sure. to get mm-hmm. the money coming in. But yeah, I would say thirty-seven dollars a week. Thirty-seven dollars a week. Yes, for, for the rest of my for as long as it's on there. Uh, <laughs> so if I eventually get tired of it and have it removed, then we'll stop the ACH payments with you know five day head start. <laughs> well, I don't think you'd be allowed if someone starts paying you once that first thirty-seven gets into your account. We have an agreement. If huh? you have it removed, then you have to pay back anything you've made. I oh think, really? Yeah. Now, he, he, death is your only way yeah. <laughs> to. Um, Could he have it in any less conspicuous spot? Like mm. say ankle. No, no. I, I think it has to be somewhere where it, you know, like he's you know reaching out to shake someone's hand at a job oh, interview, and they're like, mean? "Oh, what's that?" Yeah. <laughs> right, real and real quick. Okay. Um, this is thirty-seven dollars, and it has to come from a single person. Okay. Like I don't want our you know dozens of listeners <laughs> crowdfunding this, and everybody throws in a buck. <laughs> It has to be one person willing to commit. So listen, folks, what he's saying is that you guys need to really get together and coordinate this so he has to believe it's one person. <laughs> so, you know, CJ, I think you could probably get this going. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, well, we only had one guest actor in that episode, uh-huh. thankfully, because I forgot to note him down. But uh, uh-huh. George Grizzard was uh-huh. the only uh, only guest actor. Of yeah. course, he played... Um, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we only see him one more time, but mm-hmm. he plays a George in the other episode he that, he, that he's in, they which will be like. uh, in season six. Mm-hmm. So we'll see him in a you know, about a season from now. Now he had 100. Go, what's oh, up? I'll let you finish. Oh, first. he had 113 credits to his name. Nothing super um, notable. I mean, he was in six episodes of Law and Order and, and other different things that were decent shows, but nothing that I think you would be like, oh, yeah, I recognize him from that. Unless there's something for you, Brent, did you have a. I, I have two things that I would recognize him from. Sure. Um, I would recognize him from his 1980 performance as, you know, the oldest graduate in which he won an Emmy and defeated Harold Gould. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> so um, that was one of Harold Gould's losses, was a George Grizzard. I remember we talked about that last week, yeah, or two weeks ago. Um, now, you would recognize him from that or just recognize him from you noticing that? Um, I'm going to pretend as if I'd recognize him oh, from that, okay. <laughs> just as I'm going to pretend that if you were a big Broadway fan in the 1960s, uh, you'd have seen him in Tennessee Williams' The Glass Menagerie oh, on very Broadway. Nice. <laughs> Is that a perfect Tennessee Williams? It would be. <laughs> so, just saying. 
can't overlook the old Tennessee yeah, Williams. Yeah, certainly not. Well, not from here on out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, You're uncanny, drawing a line really. in the sand. <laughs> so, Ski, how many uh, slices did you, or excuse me, who was your MVP for this episode? Sorry. Uh, no, let me look real fast. I forgot. I'm going with George Grizzard. George. Or Jamie, whatever you want to call him. Yeah, exactly, Jamie. And it was just for the aforementioned look of disgust when he found out his brother married a whore. <laughs> that one thing, I put him over she, the top she, for you. It feels it was like really she was good. one before they got together. Yeah. yeah. And then again after. Yeah, well, yeah, she went. She was on the straight and narrow while George was alive, mm-hmm. you know, but then afterwards. I should, right yeah, I'm not slut shaming her. Because she, uh, she even makes the comment that uh, she was dating seniors when she was 12, right? Exactly, <laughs> <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, she wanted to protect that part of her reputation. Yeah, yeah North exactly. Mason Dixon, that'd be illegal. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so so Skew, uh, who is your mm-hmm. MVP? Rose. Rose. I love that uh, her. Be- I thought she had the best line. Yeah, that, I, was, I, that was my favorite part of this, the episode. Honestly, I went the same way with Rose. Um, I, I didn't think anybody, you know, particularly turned in a great Emmy worthy performance this mm-hmm. one, and I thought Rose was the best available option. Mm-hmm. So, how many slices for you then, Ski? I gave it 6.5. Overall, I really liked the episode. Hmm. And what about you, Brent? Back four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah, I gave it four and a half also. I, I thought it was all right, um, but it just, I don't know, it wasn't particularly funny to me. I mean, it wasn't, you know, funny, funnier than the average episode, um, and it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> now Brent is doing a sight gag that no one can see. <laughs> As he has put the finger puppet of Dorothy on his uh, coffee mug and is uh, drinking with her there, kissing him on the forehead as he takes a drink. But anyways, yeah, so four and a half for me, four and a half for Brent, six and a half for Ski. Uh, not going to be competing there at the end of this season, but still a worthwhile episode. Yeah, yeah. So. So far this season, we haven't had a clunker yet. Um, so no. hopefully, uh, our clunker days are behind us. I hope so. I hope we don't have any more. Brother, can you spare that jacket yeah. or <laughs> anything of that nature? But <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine though. In two and a half more seasons, we won't get at least one more crappy yeah. episode. I bet the next time. I'd be willing to say that the next time we get a clunker is if we go through Golden Palace, because uh, I'm sure they've got a clunker or two. Probably so. And I well, bet it involves Cheech Marin. <laughs> <laughs> Well, until we get to that point and beyond, stay golden, Coco. Mm-hmm. Cheech Marin's the poor man's Coco. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at Sophia's Choice Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at Sophia's Choice PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.